welcome to the Pixels Inc. podcast brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. We are here not live in LA just after day one of E3 2017. I don't know if I said my name yet, but I am your host, Cody Orm. With us <laughs> is our team here at E3. If you can tell by those sensual laughs. We've got our oh. editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hey, hey, hey. Our editor, Elias Blondo. Hey. Our editor, Lisa Awesome. Hey. And writer, Cole Watson. Woo, the only one who's not an editor. <laughs> <laughs> our honorary editor just for today, <laughs> Cole, Cole Watson. Watson. Perfect. I love this promotion. <laughs> So, yeah. this is, um, we're recording, this is really late, not gonna lie, it's been a long day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's only 11. It's late. Spirits. That's like, 11 in LA two. is This 2 is 2 in the morning for us. Yes, yeah, it's like for, two, yeah. ca- 2 Canada time. Yeah. Spirits are high, but bodies are weak. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what we wanted to do, if you guys didn't hear when uh, I was on the Buns podcast, I, um, I mentioned that we're gonna try to do daily podcasts. And, Starting um, from day one. Where I didn't mention that because we're about three days into this. It's <laughs> our first one, but that doesn't matter. That's okay. I think it's fine. So I guess what we'll do, uh, we'll do a bit of a rundown of all the press conferences, and then we'll talk about what we saw the first day. So um, this one might be a little bit longer than we normally will do at this, but uh, we'll try to keep it as short as possible because we're all tired and we have a ton of writing to do, and we all get up early tomorrow. So I feel dead inside. Oh, I'm on. <laughs> I am several years ahead of you. <laughs> so, um, I guess we'll start with the first EA. We all missed it. We sure did. Yeah. I mean, we were physically around. We just decided not to. We were just, you know, thousands of miles above. No, no. In the air. We were actually here. Yeah. I was on, watching okay, in the, the airport. <laughs> yeah. no, we, we could have totally watched it we just chose like eh, let's go drop bags off yeah. I mean yeah. you didn't miss much no a very predictable conference except for the ending which was well actually no it wasn't the ending sorry it was midway through the yeah, conference through, that yeah. they announced Anthem yeah but didn't show it until Microsoft yeah, exactly. okay well let's let's do a quick I'll, I'll find it on our on cgmagonline.com I believe this one's written by Cole Watson Ah, our honorary uh, editor. editor. <laughs> Cole Watson. <laughs> Just for today. Cole Watson. Um, I honestly, I didn't plan that far ahead uh, for this, so I'm scrolling through our news to find it. True industry professionals here. Yeah, well, you know, um, that's what they well, say it, about me. It's not hard. There's like seven things. So we have the new the prison game. Oh, what was that? A way out. Oh, here. A way that out. looks legit, honestly. Yeah, that looks fun. From the creators of Brothers, yeah, the yeah. two sons, a solid, a solid okay. pedigree. And this time, built exclusively just for co-op. That's awesome. That looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, and I like the art direction for it. It was, was pretty. Was Brothers the one you had to hold each other's hands? Like we did? Uh-uh. Uh, it was that you control two people with different analog sticks. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Eco was the one that you could hold hands. Yeah. Like a yeah. spider lady in it. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it, it's cool. Yeah. So in the uh, expertly written article by Cole Watson. Uh, that didn't sound sarcastic he, at all. No, it was it was completely genuine. 
I don't know why you're being like that. <laughs> um, the the show started off with some Battlefield One DLC. Um, I'm surprised that there's not new Battlefield being shown. I think it's because right. Battlefront has to be the yeah. key focus. And if they That's did true. A new Battlefield, you know, maybe they'll they'll like rotate between the two. Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to do that exactly. You know what? That works out because every off year is a main entry in the Star Wars series yeah, so that exactly makes sense true. they'll have their yearly first person shooter installment um you know it's interesting because uh, I, i'm gonna get into it a little bit more because i got some time to really uh not play it was a hands-off demo um and then they offered for me to go down to their booth and look at my schedule i don't know if that's gonna happen but um, uh call of duty okay uh, i as much as i'm interested in battlefront uh i think so far from what i've seen uh, Call of Duty looks like it's the better first-person shooter. This is just completely from visually sure. looking, uh, uh, you know, instead of visually hearing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, Dude, that's what it's sign late. language is. What? That's what sign language is. Visual hearing. Visual hearing? Yeah, that's what sign language is. It's yeah. the ability yeah. to understand sound to, to do motion. But it's not sound. I don't understand this. Go on. Never mind. <laughs> I don't think he does either. No, no. The concept of sign language is the concept that you're, instead of speaking the, the what you're saying, you're using sign language to say it. Wouldn't that be visual like hearing? Too? It's, it's sometimes called visual hearing. E3. Is reading visual hearing then? <laughs> yeah. So, Battlefield. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're sure. No, yeah. No, no, that's fine. No, I see what you're saying. I see what I, you're I saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I understand. I will. Uh, We'll plead ignorance on that. Uh, so yeah, Battlefield One, uh, DLC is coming. Is There's that a bunch um, of stuff. the Battlefield? I was a little unclear from the trailer they showed. Are we getting like a new little campaign from that, or is it just new maps? It seems to be that you are getting uh, a little bit more campaign. Yeah, a little bit more story of the Russian front. Yeah, yeah, which that will probably be cool. one or two sections of just another soldier that you. Yeah, follow. exactly. I mean, that's how the entire game functioned. Where I, you yeah. just had one different section, so it's easy to make expansions. Yeah. Like, here's another soldier. They no, just do this thing. I'm right. kind of interested, and I don't want to like talk about Call of Duty again, but um, you know, Battlefield One kind of. Not took liberties, but made World War One seem a little more fun. I don't. I um, see people have said that, and I didn't see it. Like, there's a lot of brutality in that game. Yeah, I think it's more just the marketing. Maybe that's what. It I is. mean, the so marketing one hundred percent. Smashing squad goals, not not cutting. Yeah. <laughs> well, just World War Two things. WW One things. Oh yeah, that was bad. But I'm I'm interested because if it's showing stuff from the Russian front, that was intense. That was some brutal stuff, so it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if they're looking at what mm -hmm. Activision's doing and, and maybe trying to mold the game after that. Well, they, I mean, to be fair, the, those series have been back and forth, like ping pong. I mean, to be fair, it's been a very one-sided affair until Battlefield 1 came out. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's just different audiences. Battlefield One appealed to more than just the the uh, Battlefront type or Battlefield type audience. Like, uh, there's a time when Battlefield was um, for the more uh, complex player, I'd say. No, it's yeah. people that want They're vehicles and, company and the things people like that. The people who want uh, the yeah, intense, large scale absolutely. battles. Absolutely, yeah. this is the big audience. Bad Company I, I, was them trying to appeal to that Call of Duty market. Really, I thought Bad Company. I thought Bad Company was fantastic. It is. It, yeah. yeah, that's my point. It was a massive market version of the Battlefield franchise. Mm -hmm. I do think that that series, I think Battlefield sort of had an identity crisis there for a mm -hmm. while. Uh, like, I 
I played a bunch of them. Hardline. Hardline. It was like, I mean, 4 already felt like it was on this weird, shaky, speculative future ground. Yeah. And then Hardline, I was like, I guess you're a cop and there's a quick time event with a crocodile Hard now. Why not? Hardline could have been so awesome. Yeah, it Hardline awesome. had some really interesting elements. Absolutely. But- like some of the Captain Bobber thing was actually really neat. Yeah, the story made no sense. Like, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It just it didn't need to be a it didn't need to be a battlefield game. Like it didn't. They could have just called it EA like Hardline. And right. I don't yeah, yeah. I could make it a new IP. But um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on from Battlefield, uh, they also showed off FIFA 18, which is going to have more of a story following everyone's favorite soccer player, Alex Hunter. But the thing is. Does anyone care? Like, I could think could have just had a new soccer I player. Think, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to follow his epic saga. Of I think being a soccer player. I think someone does. Also, yeah. I was told Elias this before. I want the story to follow Alex Hunter, and like it starts with like a game, and he like blows out his knee, and the whole <laughs> and like he can't play anymore. So, so like the rest of dolls? the story, the rest of the story is just like him trying to like live life after soccer but, but I mean, like very... his career ended way too soon he tries to invest in some businesses but it just doesn't work out for him <laughs> the, rock, <laughs> the rock five of yeah, exactly. fifa and then it ends in like a street it ends in a street game uh, a street game and he wins and he's like i still got it but not on a professional level that's victory. gaming's first Oscar so, right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they bring back FIFA Streets. Mm. There we go. Exactly. It's it, it'll and lead into FIFA Streets. Streets. Like, I'll make I'll go, I'll work at McDonald's if I lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> I won. But yeah, I'm gonna um, invest in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> like he tries like a used car dealership. Yeah. And it just it tanks, and then he has all these cars, and they all get repossessed on him. That's but if you win the soccer on. game, they don't get repossessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your you choices matter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, EA. You're welcome for that one. Don't, um, don't do what we just said. They that. also, That'd be a stupid thing. I would, I would actually I'd play, play that, that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. It turns into like a walking sim. <laughs> oh my god. Turns into a I mean, all sports, all sports games are walking sims in their own way. Yeah, you are walking. Uh, it NHL's is a not. Man, you got me there. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they showed off some Need for Speed. Yeah, Elias played that. I did. It was it was all right. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was solid. It felt like Like Need for Speed. Yeah, Need for Speed. Feel like a successor to Burnout with this stuff. Yeah, it felt sort of like a we want to do that hybrid arcadey sim hybrid that Need for Speed's always been. But we also want to do cool burnout, uh, Fast and Furious type right, right. stuff. And so it was really fun, but there's definitely this weird contention of like, these mechanics don't match what the game it's wants me to games? do. still Ghost Games? What? Still Ghost Games? Yeah, it, yeah. Which were some people from the x Studio, is that right? Yeah. Uh, but like, exclusively meant to handle Need for Speed. Yeah. Because like, I will say, like after that last one, uh, which I thought was like really disappointing, this seems like I it's... Didn't hate, uh, the I didn't hate it. It, I liked the uh, was that Rivals. It was just I believe that, it was just Need for Speed. Yeah, they it? rebooted it. It was a oh, hard reboot. I loved that one because they just drank so much energy drinks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great reason to love something. Well, like you just go to a diner and some people are just chugging an energy drink and then they fist pump you. I'm like, and it was like first person fist pumping. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, this, this seems like an improvement over that. Yeah, exactly. So then um, after that, they showed off um, this helicopter uh, on the way out. Yeah, we're in LA. There's a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, we're high up 
in the mountains. Yeah, we touched on the way out. Uh, yeah, speaking of helicopters. Looks really fun. Yeah, uh, I assume there's a police copter in there somewhere. Especially the because it's built with online and couch co-op in okay. mind, in the way that the screen can randomly split into a cutscene for one player, where the other one is doing their own little section of gameplay. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be something interesting to experience, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, following that, they showed off... Oh, God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> following what that, that, they showed off... Uh, it's called Puberty Elias. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. Following that, they revealed uh, Madden 18. Uh, I know that's that's a big surprise. No one was expecting it. I, it's I was, been exactly one year to, since I, we I heard about it. I was expecting them to go to just straight up to 20. Just go yeah. Madden 20. <laughs> we booted the franchise. <laughs> Madden X. Uh, but oh, they also wanted to... Uh, this is going to go into um, one of the other conferences we're going to talk about. Uh, they uh, they wanted to show off the potential of the Scorpio, which now is a name. Which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, say it now. I mean, uh, Xbox One X. It's the stupidest name ever. There's three X's in it. It's the porn box. X One X. With that being said, the Xbox One X does look really cool. So Sorry. Right. It's yeah. just a really weird name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so or the liquor box. It could be liquor. XXX is li- yeah. liquor as well. So right. either way, poison. Right? Yeah. It could be poison or poison. There we go. So there you go. It's the poison box that goes it's with the Scorpio. Xbox poison. Yeah, that actually is a better. That sounds really yeah. cool. Oh, I would buy the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah. Start singing like, like super nineties sounding. <laughs> you can have that. Just, just you know. There you go. Okay, but Cody, I will say you you mentioned Madden real quick, yeah. and I gotta say I don't like sports games. Uh, I especially don't like football games. I saw the trailer for that story mode that Madden has. He plays Alex Hunter. He plays Hunter Alex. (laughs) But I like I I gotta say that trailer was cut very well because I was like I want to know about this guy's life. Yeah. Like I was act like the whole framework of that looks interesting. I'll give EA credit where credits due. Um, Adding storylines to um, a sports game sounded like something that would only work in like the old wrestling games, like the SmackDown versus Raw. Um, and it seems to be working, and I'd like to see it in more games. I'd lo- I'd especially like to see. I'm gonna sound like a total Canuck here, but I love to see it in NHL. I, but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. It's I, I give kudos to EA because they didn't. They don't need to do this. Yeah. They could literally release the exact same game, change the roster, improve the graphics a little bit, and they'd be fine. No one would really complain. Yeah, but that's they're true. actually putting effort into trying to make like that a game yeah. that's actually more exciting to people. Like to yeah. Instead of just a graphical showcase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lisa makes a good point. Um, she wants to see like does that does that affect their sales? Do people? I want to know if they can actually track how many people are playing the story mode. Can well, they? All they, all they need guess, to do is see how many people are like people have heard there's a story mode. All they need to, we need to do is just find out like how what what the units of sales. You could track yeah. achievements even. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's what they usually do. There's enough, there's enough data. And there's probably achievement that just, like they just have it even each chapter, then they have achievement. Yeah. Achievement. Like only people only got to the first section. Maybe they want a short story. There's ways they can track the achievements. It's actually, very useful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, NBA Live 18, and I'm trying to get through this a lot quicker. So mm. um, for them, it was just new controls. They were showing yeah. off the new dribbling mechanics that they had. Yeah. Uh, just the smoothness and the animations that they really wanted to show off. Does NBA realism. Live has there been an NBA Live in a while? Yeah, no, the NBA Live is every year. It's just people no, one, it has not been. It. No, it has not been. And really? NBA Live has been for the past at least three. No, I have no idea. I just thought there. I really just thought there was two K. Like I have not heard of. Yeah, I didn't even know Live existed. No, I think they've they keep trying to release it and they keep canceling it. There's no. been so many NBA lives they've canceled because they just don't think it's going to be sell enough. Co- Cody, said, Cody's getting the hard facts out for us right here. They, I've, 
I used to work in an electronics department, that, and I remember people specifically like being like, "Oh, do you have two K?" No, and two K would always sell out. They, and then they I'd used be like, to have NBA Live, but I don't. I don't remember that. NBA Live ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five. NBA Live oh six, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, ten, fourteen, fifteen. So there, they, were, they didn't have eleven. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. NBA Live Mobile. So there wasn't one this year. That's my point. So they, they those see, games exist still. Yeah, but they keep they keep no taking years off because they're like this version's not good enough, so they're canceling. Because people don't buy it, it's not worth their time if it's not working out. Yeah, man, people um, love two K. But they have to keep doing it if they want. How these licenses work if they don't make a game in X many years? That's when they made the mobile game because they lose the license if they don't. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they still been making games every year though, except for 2011. That, was that the one that they they released and they took called them all back? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> no, there, was, there were printings of the Xbox One one that some stores got, and then they called them all back with some people that already bought it. That's weird. Yeah, because it had so much jank and broken. Yeah. Did you, like, fly through the roof if you did something weird? <laughs> but that just sounds like a normal EA game. Like, that's not broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's that's not fair. No, um, I know. And then... Well, EA, I have to say, out of the studios and publishers right now, EA has actually been trying to make sure their games aren't broken. Sure. Yeah, like, and you know what, EA a lot like, but then you have that much... sour patch of Andromeda. To be fair, oh, EA does a really that. good job at listening to what the fans want and trying to provide it for them. I do think they did a really good job with like, um, it's like we, I trash talk hardline, but I gotta say like Battlefield, Battlefield Four released in a terrible state, yeah. Yeah. and then they decided to make the really good call of like we're not going to compete with Call of Duty with hardline. We're going to take the time to polish that. Yeah, yeah. I think after Battlefield 4, they sort of learned their mistake until Andromeda. Mm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, boy. I think Andromeda, it's, it's a new, it was a newer team working on Andromeda. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think that they bit off more than they could do by moving Probably over the cross by newer... There's a lot of things. They couldn't just move those assets over. There's a lot of problems, it seems, internally, and there's a lot of... There's probably a story there to be told. Yeah, I think the problem was it was a new team and they shouldn't have been working on the first Mass Effect since Mass Effect 3. I think that was the biggest thing. I think if they they went smaller in scope and just, like, accepted that... Yeah, if they went for something, like... If they made something that was smaller, didn't have the Mass Effect license on it, I think it would have been fine. But it's the first... That team, that wasn't really their first... Yeah, exactly. But anyway, moving on. Um, EA Access will be coming to the PlayStation 4. I was kind of amazed it wasn't there yet. It, it had something to do with Sony, didn't it? They didn't want to support it. Mm. Yeah, they were always against it because they felt that it was going to be something that would take away from their PlayStation Plus sales. Or PlayStation where... Now. <laughs> yeah. but uh, That's... That great, that great, great service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Microsoft was the first to openly welcome it onto yeah. consoles, and now Sony's just catching up with them. Yeah, uh, I think that's... It, it, it's a good service. I have to say, I, I, for the price of that service, it's like, was it $5 a month? Uh, I believe it's 10, and that gives you access to the vault of certain games, and that gives you access to I didn't to think their... it was that much. Uh, I think it's like $60 a year. It depends. I believe there could be two different oh, so packages. If, like, probably if you buy it the year, it's cheaper than if you pay... Because yeah. that's the way they stop people just buying a month, getting the games, then canceling the subscription. Because you also get games early. Yeah, you get the first trial service, so about like a week or two before a game comes out, like Need for yeah. Speed. You're gonna get the first three hours to try. Not even that. I think um, sometimes they just give you like you have twelve hours to play the game. That's yeah, how, that's that's how I tried out that that, that first Battlefront. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah. Um, speaking of Battlefront, they mentioned Battlefront 2. They, they casually good. dropped it quietly. No one talked about it. Oh. Maybe 30 minutes of <laughs> coverage. I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to get my hands on it, but I watched a lot of it being played from the sidelines. And that Battlefront 2, speaking of someone who didn't like the first one, looks real good. Yeah. It looks super cool. I like the fact they're actually putting effort to the story. And I like the fact they're kind of following the Imperials. Yeah, yeah. That being said, that being said, I... All these games, kind of, it's a contingent on how it actually plays finally. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of things I've been like, that sounds like an amazing story. Yeah. Then you get the game, and you're like, oh, that was two hours. My that was problem, a really cool two-hour story. <laughs> my problem with Battlefront, specifically Battlefront 2, is Battlefront 2, the original, is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I sort of feel like that uh, like that meme from Harry Potter is like, how dare you stand where he wants to... Honestly, I... I Honestly, don't mind. They, they they have a license. They have to use it, or they lose the license. So of course they're gonna yeah. do it. Anyway, moving on. So then after EA, uh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I'm just uh, you know, like, you cranking it through this. I just, I, yeah, I don't want to spend this much time on every press conference. I don't think we need to because like, um, there's like five announcements for press conference. Yeah. Uh, so then Ubisoft. Just uh, talking. Just pick five. Five announcements each. Ubisoft. One. Okay, so I was at Ubisoft. They announced uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom. Woo. Battle. Mario. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. So that game was leaked. Not leaked. The game wasn't leaked. The uh, the cover was leaked a while back. Ages ago. No. And was the cover leaked? Or it was, was the cover. The, co- the, the, cover, was the, cover. the cover was leaked like like a month or two ago. And then like last year, Laura Kate Dale leaked the whole thing like being worked on. Like she leaked that yeah. in like well, last September. That game's yeah. been... Uh, Miyamoto actually showed up at the Oops, press so. conference. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Um, and they were talking about how... This is a game that's been worked on for three years. Wow. Um, sure. Yeah, so... I mean, to be fair, like you look at um, Super Mario RPG back in the day. Yeah. And that, that was kind of like this weird thing where Square Enix kind of did it. Yeah, um, totally. And it's just, it's this weird uh, kind of thing that you don't really see from Nintendo these days. But yep. you know what? I don't think we can judge Nintendo off of their past, you know, I mean, since last the year. GameCube. <laughs> yeah, even last year we can't because this is a different company now. I think you're. I think you're giving far to say they're a different company. That is saying they've made a marketing choice to kind of upgrade certain things. I don't yeah. know if they're they're going to. They're not a different company. They're just embracing certain things at this moment. That could change on a dime. They do change totally. randomly at all times. Yeah, I think the same people that are running running it before are the same people running it now. It's just the fact that they're now no, accepting. They have a different president. Yeah, the different, different president. Different president wants to go solidly mobile. Yeah, like he doesn't like. Yes, the different president is, is giving one aspect, but I don't think it's him that's doing a lot of this stuff. Uh, I, I, I would say he's contributing a large I, I part would of say, it. I would say so. You even look at the Nintendo Directs; they have a different feeling too. Um, I think that comes from the fact that he wants to not appear as if. He's just in a, in a water replacement. Well, there's that, and I think there's also just... Uh, I think it was apparent that Nintendo was being left in the dust. And, yeah, I, I think... And now you look at them, they're appealing to... There's a whole um, group of gamers that Nintendo was ignoring. It, not ignoring, but um, not catering to. Yeah. And they are people who are my age, uh, in their 20-somethings, who you know love Nintendo... Enjoy the fact that their products tend to be a little bit cheaper now. That the games are a different story now, but um, that is not true that anymore. That is not true anymore. But um, if you look at their uh, their trailers now, it's a lot of young people who are you know twenty somethings living in their like 
trendy small, millennials. crappy apartments, but they've got their Switch and they're happy and they got their Zelda. They got their copy of arms, man. Yeah, and uh, like that, just seeing stuff like that instead of seeing like, oh, I want to see this entire family um, play. Like, oh, I want to be able to play with my kids. Oh, I want to be able to like, I want something that my kids can trust. They have a, uh, they're, they're appealing to a, a demographic that has expendable cash yeah. and wants to buy Nintendo stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. And I also think that, like, not only that, but they're, to me, that Wii U felt like a, Nintendo has that war chest of money. They can afford to just let things gestate for three or four years while they plan this gangbuster comeback. It pitched squarely at you and I's demographic. Yeah. And I really think that this is the year where it's like, okay, here's all the stuff we've been working on. This is all the stuff we've been planning, including these weird, wacky crossovers like yeah. the Mario Rabbit thing. I can tell you right now, now we, we can probably talk about this a bit, a bit more. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends who aren't in the games industry, who are my age, who uh, abandoned Nintendo for an entire generation, even more, uh, if you consider the Wii mm-hmm. as like a, game, a system that people bought but didn't really support. Sure. Um, they're back and they want to support Nintendo. They like Nintendo. And we'll talk about their conference later, but they, uh, it, it seems like it's a different company. Not in terms of the, no, it's sometimes, in terms of some of the games too, um, but just in terms of just the overall feel and the way they're presenting themselves. It seems like there's something different. Anyway, uh, it was Ubisoft. interesting because yeah. this all started because I said this leaked uh, a while ago, the, the, the cover. And, um, you know, when you hear about a Mario Rabbids crossover, you think about, like, minigame compilation. This is straight up SOCOM with Mario. Did I say SOCOM? Dude, I want a Mario SOCOM. Yeah, now I want SOCOM. Dang. Um, Mario it's a, it's a, Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally XCOM, but with Mario. Um, I got to try it out. Yeah. And oh my god, it's fun. Um, there's a lot of strategy. Um, there's warp pipes that take you to different parts of the level so you can get different upper hand. Um, you can have an entire run where you take out a whole whack load of people just with just planning your spots properly. Um, a whole whack load? Yeah, a whole whack load. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot of whack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that comes out other... soon, right? Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, they said it's it's... I think it's this year at least. Dang, um, and yeah, even some other stuff too that they didn't show in the press conference, but I saw when I played. Like, um, you know, there's there's these battles where like there'll be a, a chain chomp, and the chain chomp isn't aligned to anyone, um, so you have to try to avoid him and try to get your enemies to kind of go towards a more cool. attack. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm I'm interested to see the whole thing, um, but it looks like there's varied environments. There's uh, you know, cover mechanics and stuff. It's so weird. I mean, I'm just, I'm it's just, such a weird I'm game. Ready, I am so ready for Peach to pick up a gun and do a murder. That's all I want out of well, a video a, game, and she's doing it. It's not quite a gun. It's more of like a Mega Man hand. She's game, still but. doing a murder. Uh, but yeah, so that, I would say, is the highlight. Um, and then they also showed off... Uh, I'm going to talk about what I thought was exciting, not necessarily what I... Because sure. I, I haven't had a chance to really see what other people were saying about Ubisoft. Um, that's the weird thing about E3, is that Everyone else knows way more than us. Not collectively. I think collectively we probably uh, know just as much as people do on the f- that are watching at home. But mm-hmm. individually. Oh, yeah. Because everyone has their own thing that they're doing. Absolutely. Um, but that being said, I mean, even 
there's a lot of aspects of E3 that are not really easily broadcast. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of announcements you can read, but it's really hard to parse all that news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, um, game I'm really excited for. It's called uh, Skull and Bones. And it's the pirate part of Black Flag. Um, it's like a more edgy version of um, Sea Thieves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, I'm pretty excited. It looks really cool. They had some uh, actual gameplay shown. Uh, and, like, you can, like, charge your ship at another ship and, like, in these big uh, battles. It seems really cool. I'm really excited for it. Um, I want to see a little more. I haven't had a chance to run over to Ubisoft. I think Elias is doing that tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow or Thursday, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, would, I don't know if they're showing it off. I don't know if it's playable, but it would be really cool uh, to hear yeah. back from you on that. Yeah, I mean, I'd lo- I, I uh-huh. loved... Um, Assassin, like I, I hate Assassin's Creed for the most part. I loved uh, Black Flag and a whole game of That's pirate a stuff. Consensus, yeah, whole game of pirate stuff just sounds like dream come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also showed off. Um, I mean, every conference was showing a bit of uh, the new mm. Assassin's Creed, which looks really cool. Yeah, so it looks like Assassin's Creed. It's in Egypt. There's it's called Origins. Like bullet time. Um, I have to say one thing. I do think is neat about that is they're going back to not having it as a solidly white protagonist. Yeah, I like that. And that's actually, I noticed this a lot with a lot of the conferences. Um, There was a lot of uh, female protagonists Mm. and uh, racially diverse. Not as, we're not quite there yet, but compare it to other years. And it's, it would have been very, it was very obvious that there was a conscious effort to try to be a little more inclusive. Uh, It's, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a conscious effort that they were trying to be a little bit. The companies were trying to display games yeah. that showed that they were making an effort to try to be a little more inclusive. Yeah, I like. That. I agree with you. It's definitely not where it should be, but yeah, it's it's uh, getting there, and it's it's baby steps. Yeah. And also, I'm going to put out there: they're not trying to shoehorn in a white protagonist in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the past, that would happen. Like, oh. It's the European that happened to be in Egypt right now. Yeah. Did you mean the plot of The Great Wall? Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, I love that Gods movie, but also... <laughs> Here's the thing. The Great Wall was done by Chinese... It was a Chinese company. Yeah, Johnny Mo. They, they, w- they just wanted it. Hey, it'll sell better in the West if we have a white guy. Yeah. So they just hired and it. And it didn't. <laughs> I don't think, I, honestly, I don't even think they were like, oh, it'll sell better in the West if it's a white guy. I think they were like, oh shit, Matt Damon said yes to this script. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we'll... Sorry, we'll have to bleep that out. Uh, I guess we'll have to put uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it. Yeah, of course. Matt Damon's in it now. Let's change the script for that. Anyway, um, it was interesting to see that. Um, mm. And the one thing I will complain, and it's very nitpicky, but I complain about this in movies as well. Why do they have accents? I understand they're in Egypt. However, for what, if you're going like oh well historical accuracy. English wasn't invented at that point. So the fact that he's speaking English is already unauthentic. Why does he have an accent? Well, possibly the guy. Atmosphere. It, yeah, it yeah. makes that's it feel right. like... It's yes. really, that's the only reason why you would put an accent in it, because they didn't used to do that. Yeah. Everyone used to have British accents when they were doing these Yeah, the British pieces. was the... Yeah, and it was stupid. That was it stupid. was really dumb. They but there's like a history evolve. of it. Yeah. But if, if everyone was speaking American accents, we complain they're all speaking an American accent. There's Dude, no I want news. the main I Assassin's like Creed protagonist to have like a deep fried Southern voice. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 like want, I want him to sound. I'm gonna kill that there Pharaoh. <laughs> I want that. Ga- I want that game. I'm gonna get you, giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> also, add just one thing: Are they gonna go more? Because the Assassin's Creed series has never been mythical. It's just been sci-fi. 
I think it's a new it angle to definitely approach. Because the giant snake is not historically accurate. Yeah. And will you ever get to see the gods? We've been teased of Anubis yeah, in like, some ways. Like the Anubis' scales will be tipped today. I'm I like, almost right. guarantee you they're going to try to make that fit into the weird Assassin's Creed. The gods are actually the aliens lore. I almost fair, guarantee If it. the aliens are now weird animal creature things, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm done yeah. with this. That's, that's dumb. Um, anyway, moving on from that. Like, I mean, it's, it looks cool. Um, sure. Every conference showed a little bit of gameplay. Um, so, it's it's Assassin's Creed, but in Egypt. Um, I'd play 15 hours yeah. of it and then drop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they also showed off some gameplay for Far Cry. I got my hands on that as well. Yeah, okay. Um, you get a doggo companion, which was fantastic. You, there's a button where you can pet the dog. Let no. that sink in, everyone. There's no. a button. It's like no, 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 to be fair, that's the same as Primal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like dog... Basically, the, the Far Cry series is a series that is incremental in yeah. what they do. Primal had the animal husbandry. Yeah. And they just kind of carried the dog aspect of that. I used to have, a, in, when I played Primal, I had a wolf buddy. Yeah. And then I had, a, like, a bobcat buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- uh, I, 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 I love Primal, buddy. honestly. Yeah, but it was, uh, was actually it looked It looks really cool. The dog kind of adds... Um, like you can walk down the street and not be noticed and say, excuse me, things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And then finally it ended with, uh, Beyond Good and Evil being finally announced. I, see, uh, here's the thing. And I don't know, I don't know, like everyone just said Ubisoft won the A3 by that announcement. It's more of the fact it's about time. They've said that was coming out for now, like close to five years. And yeah, but they finally did it. So I mean, but okay, they did something that people have been saying, they've, said they've been doing yeah. for five years so, and i don't give them credit for finally doing it here's the thing too with ubisoft that i noticed and i don't want to like pull a curtain too far back on e3 but um a lot of the hype is generated by the crowd that's there yeah and um the ubisoft presentation was in a smaller venue the, they're and, always in the orpheum yeah it's and it's a smaller venue and a lot of those seats were reserved for Ubisoft. Yeah, of course they were. Um, which meant that you just had the company kind of like stroking themselves. Well, let's be clear. But <laughs> let's be clear. That's what Microsoft does. That's oh yeah, Sony Microsoft does. does that's it what too. EA does. No, but it's more prevalent in. Smaller, what I was saying. Yeah, what I was saying yeah. is it's more prevalent because it's such a small venue. Yeah. Um, that it's, it's more visible, like, not yeah. prevalent. More visible because it's just as prevalent in in the Xbox yeah. conference when the entire floor was is filled for the fan fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Absolutely. then there's also an entire. Auditorium, but what like they're showing a camera thing. is the yeah. fans in the audience yelling and yeah. screaming because they've gotten their thing. Yeah, I mean, they're all. I just feel like of... it was more noticeable. Uh, maybe it's because I was there, but I've seen other Ubisoft yeah. conferences too. And now that <clears> that I, I this is my first Ubisoft press conference live. Yeah. Um. So now that I know that, it seemed like it was a little, uh, at least it, it seemed like different from what it, other it's, it's PR. What, yeah. What, oh yeah. Totally. And the, I totally get it. You want to have you, know you want to have shots of. The camera zooming over and everyone's clapping and yeah. yelling and cheering. And you know cheering. what, though? Um, I've noticed Ubisoft has a very big team mentality anyway. Okay. Um, and, yeah. and they're very, they seem very yeah. tight-knit, and uh, that's pretty cool. I like that about them. Um, but I, yeah, so that was Ubisoft's press I conference. I will say before we move on that that Beyond Good and Evil real quick, just to like slide this in here. Yeah. Uh, I do not like the art direction for that game. I don't really, either. I liked it. I, I, I think it looks... Very much like an Ubisoft game in terms of like yeah. I just feel there's this homogenous yeah, design. I think, the original, okay. the, I think the original designs for the game had a, a look that was more similar to 
another studio or another concept. And then when this new concept, this new visual style has come out, it kind of, as you said, homogenizes it all into the Ubisoft look. When before it had this unique trait that was kind of gritty, a little grimy, a little bit more fleshy. Yeah. This one's more clean. Like Ubisoft latest games have this very clean look. Everything looks kind of plastic. Yeah, that's a great description. We had this discussion a little bit earlier. We talked about this right after, I think, the conference or right after we Mm. just saw it. But I'm going to make the argument, and you guys can totally disagree with me, but if we are going to raise video games to an art form, Mm -hmm. then I love to see studios that are taking over titles and working with their in-house staff creating an iconic view. Like, you'll see it and you're like, oh, this is this studio's game or this is this studio's game. But here's the thing. They had a look for Beyond Good and Evil 2 before that had was unique and now they've kind of brought it into their style and that original style that they had that was unique was the original Ubisoft style. That's what they're yeah, they refining their style just like every artist grows. I, I think it's all, also I think it also has to go do with the fact they're building it all on a base engine they're using and that engine has a certain look. Because it would have yeah. been either that base engine or Ubi art. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to side with, uh, with Lisa on that one. Uh, I mean, no one complains about you know Studio Ghibli looking yeah. like Studio but, Ghibli. But, 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 oh, that's different, though. That's different. It's different because it's anime. No, anyway, no, moving that's on, super Microsoft, different. Microsoft's had their presentation. <laughs> moving on. And, um, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll come back to this. This will be part two for tomorrow. We will continue this discussion. We'll go back. We'll to the soon. death. We'll come up with our arguments, and tomorrow's debate will be... Okay, go ahead. My, Even my, more intense. My <laughs> defense would just be, I don't care. I'm just arguing with you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Microsoft had their press conference, and I'm having issues finding the article for it. I think we were all there. We all know what the it was. So the big story is the, uh, the Xbox One X was announced. That's what they started the show with. It's got all the teraflops. We all know that stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's a good console. It's a smaller console. Uh, it's allegedly the most powerful console ever. It is. Um, well, it's a mid-range PC. If it PC. wasn't, they're failing. If it's, it's, it's the, the Atari most... 2600 was more powerful, but we thought we released this anyway. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the most powerful console right now. No, um, it's, the, it's the most powerful console up to this point. That's what I just said. Yeah. yeah. This is the most powerful console right now. Um, and, uh, that it's will not tip the scale. The smallest, uh, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's the smallest Xbox ever. And. It's just slightly bigger than the controller. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, along with that, they announced a couple of. Uh, a couple. They had 44 games. Is that what they said? Yeah. And 21 of them are exclusive. 47 games and 22 are exclusive. There we go. Thank you. Thank I remember you numbers. That's um, why they keep me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're not going through all of them. Uh, I thought that I guess the big ones: Crackdown got a release date. Yeah, Cuphead got a release date. Both Finally, those, both those look great. Yeah, I, I yeah. I've been dying for Cuphead, and I'm sure like many of you listeners have been dying for this game because it just every time we see more stuff of it, it just looks better. Cuphead, and better. Cuphead's one of those games where I honestly, okay, so I've been working for CGM since 2014. Um, I cannot think of a game that we've covered that consistently for that long. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm glad that it finally has a release date because I don't think we could possibly write any more previews for it. <laughs> um, 
And Remember yeah. this game we played a year ago? This is that. We yeah. really only interview the team so many times. Yeah, it's like, what's different? No, this is a, this is a game we're building. It's not different. Um, but yeah, so that's that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, growing up with, you know, I was in high school when the Xbox, I was actually in elementary school when the Xbox 360 launched. I, I, I was in grade seven. Um, I feel so really old. The right Xbox now. 360 was uh, a console I kind of, you know, grew up with. Cause okay. It, it was uh, the Xbox One and PS4. It didn't come out till I was in college. Same. Um, so, growing up, I had an Xbox 360. I was an Xbox kid, um, and I swore by Fable and I swore by Crackdown. Okay. Um, you know, Fable is no longer with us. Well, it's a card game, I guess. So there's that. It's but card anyway, battle game. I bet that's um, going to be a fun freemium game. <laughs> the thing is, it's 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 a Kickstarter game, wasn't it? I mean, I guess it's better than no fable, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they 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 were so depressed. Like there were so many people that were really upset that Fable Legends. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a premium game. It's supposed to be a Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter game, yeah. Anyway, um, with a small studio working on it, it's not Microsoft doing it. Anyway. Okay. Weird. Okay. Moving on. Weird. Uh, but Crackdown, the fact that we're finally getting it, um, it's a long time coming. I think Crackdown's days are over. Because well, here's the thing about Crackdown. I mean, that's a hard stance. You just okay, go no, wait, in for it. This is the one who played it. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing about Crackdown. Crackdown was never a system seller. Crackdown no, but, was but a the, complimentary game. Let me let me finish. Crackdown was always the complimentary game that you had. Uh, like even when it was launched, you bought it because it had the Halo Three beta. Um, what's interesting oh, from uh, Microsoft's perspective is they're treating it now like it's this is a reason why you want to buy your console. And I know you've got your hands on it. You said that it's trying to like take up the space that Saints Row. No, no, I'm not saying um, that. I'm saying it's not trying to do that. I'm saying Saints Row now fits that space. Yeah, um, I feel like they're different. Honestly, I feel. Like I feel different that they were different. They no longer are. This one, this one's trying to be more silly. This one's carrying forward a lot of the kind of ridiculousness that the original Crackdown was ridiculous and satirical. Yeah, but it was trying to be. It also had a serious element. This one, from what I've seen, doesn't have a serious element. It's just ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, um, there's no I'm purple not... dildos you can randomly smack people yeah. with. But other than that, it's kind of the same formula. To be fair, um, you know, when we're playing these games, they are designing them specifically uh, with uh, not the press in mind, but to kind of like get people to buy in. So they could be intentionally um, showing those sides of the game too. I don't know. Crackdown was never a deep game. Oh, I know that. Crackdown was always you. You're a super cop. You can pick up cars I mean, and throw them. All at I you. know, though, all I know is this has like a cool muscle lady cop with a side yeah. shave, and I'm gonna play as her, and oh, she totally. looks cool as shit. And, and I, I mean, think I, I I don't want to like overanalyze a game that I haven't even played yet. But I mean, it's it's, um, a, it's a well good. It's a very well built that sort of game. Yeah. But that sort of game has become a genre now. Yeah, totally. And before, when Crackdown came out, it wasn't a genre. Then you had Infamous. You had Prototype. Then you had Infamous Second Son. Then you had the Saints Row series. These are all not chron- uh, chronological. Yeah, the Hulk game. The Hulk game. Yeah. Infinite Destru- um, Ultimate Destruction. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I think that um, you know, it's it's just interesting to see a a game that was oh, a series that was always. Um, <clears throat> Like just like another offer, offering from Microsoft. I, I don't know. I just think, this is another reason why you want an Xbox One. And now they're treating it like 
This is why you, this is. I mean, this is the game. It's that like I the want. De- it's like the Dead Rising situation where, like, you know, Dead Rising One was like a, I would argue like a Crackdown style. Yep. This is an ancillary experience, and then last year that uh, Abomination, Dead Rising Four, um, <laughs> that was treated as like a this is the reason you want an Xbox yep. One. Yeah, and I think that was and it wasn't. <laughs> it was terrible. It's just weird, and I think um, a lot of that has to do with nostalgia. You Absolutely. About, you think about how long ago uh, Crackdown came out. Like the first one. I was like 12 years old playing that game. Yeah, that was a long time I feel time really ago. old. I, it like wasn't 12. I was in high school. Um, my, 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 but but my, anyway. My problem is, they did this thing with Crackdown 2, and people realized that Crackdown 1 was kind of a genie in the bottle type situation where it hit the right time with the right formula and it hit with people wanting something on that system. Yeah, Crackdown 2 was uh, very formulaic. And I mean, and I think from that... what I've seen with this one, it's sort of the same sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that being said, as you write, this is a vertical slice, but usually with vertical slices, you're trying to show off the best elements of the game. Totally. This one's trying to show off, hey, you can pick up a car and throw it or something. And it, yeah, I'm kind of worried that they're uh, they're showing off the silly side of it because Agents of Mayhem is coming out as well, and that's a very similar title. That's, that's another problem. Um, it's another one of those sort of games. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I, like... I'm excited for Crackdown 3, but I have to say, visually, it does not look great. It looks like a... It, thing is, another problem I'm noticing is, because Saints Row has existed for long... Like, had more games in this in that sort of genre for longer, mm-hmm. it looks like an, it now has become that look. And yeah. Agents of Mayhem and Saints Row look like that game. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I yeah. mean, I have, I have a... Huge uh, nostalgic attachment to that. Yeah, series. same here. So um, we'll see. Uh, but they showed off a lot of games, and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot. And, and I feel bad because uh, there was a lot of especially smaller titles that looked yeah, yeah. really good that I can't remember the name for because they were part of like a, you know, like a quick succession. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, what were some of the standouts for you? I mean, Anthem was shown off at the end. Anthem I think Anthem. Was, my yeah. Anthem was my big one. I'm gonna go with. Um, a lot of the indie titles that showed up were really strong. I, I think that's good, That uh, which we'll get to Sony, but I think that Microsoft kind of neglected the indie titles before. That's fair. And I think that... Um, the diversity was on Microsoft. Exactly, yeah. yeah. To see that there's that many titles that you would not normally see at a major press conference, but being showed in a major press conference, for me was important for Microsoft, but also important for the industry to show that it isn't just a AAA show. It's a show for all creators, That's and right. like they had uh, Ubling or Ublong, Ublets, and that was at the Microsoft press conference. <clears throat> that looks fantastic. They had lots of little titles that you normally wouldn't see, and they had um, Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Had, that was the thing. Microsoft really uh, tried to show that they're trying to be an international brand and not yeah. just the North American dude bro brand. Did they succeed? I don't think so because I don't think something like Code Vein uh, is something. I that... think I, I I'm going to disagree with you. Everyone I've talked to at the show said Microsoft looks like they're trying to appeal to more people. That's what I said. What do you disagree? That's with exactly what you just said. Exactly what I just no, said. but my my point is they. I think they achieved it. I don't. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I talked to standard public, and they're like, "No, no, they Microsoft's really that... trying to appeal to me now." And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, no, right. I said they're trying to. I don't know if they're going to." I think Trying and doing are two different no, things. The thing. Hey, all anyway. I know is for the first time in a really long time, this, uh, I found more games that I was excited about in Microsoft than I was in any other conference. And, 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 and that's... that's. Well, we'll touch on yeah. that in a, in a But I, I think the but... fact that 
people in the general public are excited about Xbox, where I can't see that. I being the don't case. think that's so much the case. I don't know. Going just going. I mean, like, like judging by people in lines at just around Xbox events. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking on the show floor. People in the lines for Nintendo, like. I love this Nintendo, but I'm really excited to try Xbox next. That press conference is exciting. And that's something I overheard today on the show floor. Huh. means that people are actually viewing what Microsoft is doing and actually seeing. I mean, I'm I mean, not saying what games they're seeing. because they didn't. I didn't yeah. go and stop them and ask in line. I mean, that's weird because like my experience from people, other people's yeah. like, this, this is online yeah. and not person to person. Yeah. My general experience has been going online and seeing a lot of comments along the lines of, yeah, these are cool games yeah. that Microsoft's showing off. A lot of the ones that looked really good in that presser mm. weren't actually exclusives. No. Yeah. And then also, the, the one thing I think we've neglected to mention is that Xbox is freaking it's expensive. It's 500 bucks American. for a mid-range PC. Yeah, They showed their diversity, um, but... No, I'm, I'm going to argue it's not actually a mid-range PC. A 6 teraflop video card... Is a pretty good video card. Yeah. It's still like that's not. Mid, but that's okay, not but mid, it's, 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 it's medium high. But you look at it from a consumer perspective, that's oh, way too expensive oh, for a console. It, oh, it, and you already look at how many years into the life cycle you are into the Xbox One. But the thing like, is, they're not gonna. But here's the thing: they're not going to release another architecture. It's going to stick with this architecture. They're literally going to keep the Xbox One X2 will be the next one. Next one X3. Yeah, but basically still... the point is. They've moved x86 so they can they don't need to break backwards compatibility again. This is basically their new console. Okay, but at the same time, this is also the third console they've released in this console's life cycle. Well, no, one's a refresh. Like it didn't actually change much. It's specs. still the third. Version it's the third. Of that it's absolutely the third. Absolutely third, absolutely third version. A light refresh because of the HDR capabilities. Yeah, exactly. It's still, it still is the third console that <clears throat> and like. But Sony's done the same thing. Sony's released two. No, three. They have the Slim and the Pro and the original. The Slim didn't really add anything new to the mix, though. The Slim oh, they took was away a different things. model. Okay. It did, the it, Slim was a different model. That's a little that, bit different. But that's what than... the S is. The S is basically a different model. It, the S the had... was the response to the Slim. The yeah. S. No, no. The X came, S came before the Slim. I thought the S was the response to the Pro. Or is the, the Pro the response to the S? The S is the Pro what released. Because the S release. Okay, I think this is all. This is these iterative releases are so dumb. I think what we've determined is there's too many damn consoles. Too many cucks. But anyway, too many damn consoles on this goddamn plane. What I was saying before though was with Code Vein, for instance. I don't think that's a game that would normally be shown at any press conference. Not that it's going to be a bad game. No, I would. I would argue. I would argue that. Because that spot Codemain sat was where Dark Souls 3 sat last year. Yeah, but one's Dark Souls. And but one's a this Namco is where, Bandai but, hack and slash. No, no. No, like this. no, no, no. But Namco Bandai was the publisher of Dark Souls. And they basically secured that spot at the press conference. No, I know that. I'm just saying that game but this is, is not something that but, is... But, I don't oh think God. a Dark Souls audience would want Code Vein. No, but here's the thing. Cold Vein's trying to hit that audience. But it's not going to. That's what, that's it what is, we're saying. It's vampire Dark Souls. Yeah, but as soon as people know. see those anime eyes, a typical Dark Souls yeah. fan is going to be like, no. That's what, what was we're the saying. Is that 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 it's not a... Black Desert. Yeah, Black, yeah. yeah so that that those two were presented almost back to back. Yeah. And so that was that was uh, Xbox's appeal to the JRPG yeah, community. I think yeah, so. exactly. And they didn't really do that before. Yeah, totally. And that's a big deal. All I'm saying is that 
under normal circumstances, if Microsoft wasn't trying to do this push to uh, be a narrative oh, yeah, brand, that wouldn't be shown. That wouldn't even be shown in a, in a PlayStation conference. No, it would think. be in PlayStation. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Anyway, I, I will say, I, I, Lisa, I 100% Lisa disagree Lisa brought up something okay, really, that's great. Lisa brought up something really important, though, I think. Like, she brought up Black Desert. Yeah. Yeah. And Black Desert and um, the other game they showed off, PUBG, Polaris yeah. Battlegrounds, um, yeah. on the Xbox One, exclusively for those that systems. Is, that is a those, solid game. Those are two... Like games that like are typically associated with PC gaming. Yep. Black Desert's been available on the PC for years at this point. Well, no, like two years now. Yeah, but like yeah. A, a few years. So like getting these two big games on your console yeah. is a good look. I, now, I don't know if I'd ever want to play PUBG on a console, but it's just still a cool game. I would play Black Desert because it has very action-oriented combat system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see playing that. But yeah, so that, that that's cool. They're like tr- they're definitely trying to like. We have yeah. higher, like a higher range capability yeah. now. We can try to bring over some of these better PC games. Mm-hmm. My closing thoughts on Microsoft would be: they showed their diversity, yeah. but they didn't sell me on the Xbox One. No, yeah. Yeah. Same, I, same I, here. I, I think same. Xbox One X is for the people that want to say, "I have the best of this thing." Yes, and they will get their enhancements. Yeah. But I don't think I think the what Xbox managed to do was say, "We are a console." that is evolving and willing to evolve with you as the player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they needed to do, and I think they did well with that. I the think X, they needed to sell the console. That's the problem. I think they did. I think if you can't play player unknowns Battlegrounds, you're able to now jump in on the P- Xbox One and play it. Without also, spending like with, without, 1200 bucks exactly. on a computer. Also, the Minecraft unification was a solid move by Microsoft. Good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think that was a really good, smart move. The only one that's not included in there is the PlayStation versions of that. Yeah, PlayStation has been very stingy with like cross-platform yeah. play. It's interesting to me at Nintendo. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah. why not? And I, I think of that's, all companies, and that's a good note to make. Also, the fact they're bringing over some of those MMOs and free-to-play games oh, that cool. normally Sony would have jumped on, but Microsoft jumped on first. Only, and I think that's a smart move on their part. I, I, I agree with anything that. Yeah. Micro, uh, Xbox because there's several games that are cross-platform with uh, like uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV mm. is cropped cross-platform with PC and, and PlayStation. Yeah. And I think there were... No, I'm going to I'm going to stop talking there because I... For uh, Black I Desert, I, I, hopefully one, Black but... Desert is cross-platform because there's such an install base on the PC. If they don't have that install base, I can't see it working on the console, but if they bring that over, which I think they will, because uh, if not, it makes no sense, uh, that does make a player base that you can jump into and automatically have a good experience because the player base in Black Desert right now is a good player base. Yeah, I, I will also say before we move on that Xbox, I remember when, what was like 2013? Yeah. And the summer, there's a summer where they unveiled the Xbox One yep. and they made that really infamous Supercut video, which yep. you've probably all seen, yeah. where they just said TV and movies repeatedly. Yeah. And, the inter- and the Xbox One was going to be primarily, this is your home entertainment yeah. system. And, and a few years later, it. Microsoft has fully gone, like they didn't say the word TV or movies or anything like that they, once. They said Blu-ray a few times. Blu-ray, yeah. but like, That's a it format, would, yeah, and it wasn't just, it wasn't, it wasn't a focus. Yep. Xbox, like Microsoft is, totally going around and now the Xbox One brand is associated primarily with games. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think I think that's really interesting interesting to, I can't yeah. talk tonight. To see that evolution yeah. in the course of a few years. Yeah, I think like that's I don't cool. think I don't think this has been quite as uh, I don't think this has been a disaster like it has in a couple, in past years. Um, I think Absolutely. Microsoft had a very good showing. I think I just I, I, out, of the, out of the press conferences Beating. right now, I don't I, I think they have one of the best showings right now. 
um, of the big, other than of Sony and Microsoft, I think they had the stronger showing. I don't think the Xbox One X was sold whatsoever. I think that basically was saying, if you have money to blow by this, beyond that, it plays everything else, but basically the same, unless you have 4K, then you want this one. Beyond that, I really don't, I think Microsoft it managed to sell them as a platform rather than actual hardware. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, but, I mean, they have to do a bit, I think it's going to be a bit of a slower process for them. Yeah. Because um, they fell behind really quick. Um, I will say one more thing, though. I think Microsoft ate Crow when the Xbox One came out, and they've been cleaning up ever since then. Basically, what happened with Sony PS3 last generation is happening with Microsoft this generation, and I'm hoping that's going to lead to better gaming. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then there's Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda had a... Uh, had a thing. Yeah, Dude, I mean, VR looks VR. like trash. <laughs> Doom, technically, it's Doom <laughs> like VFR? Is yeah, that right? Doom VFR. VFR. There's yeah. Doom VFR. Uh, there's Fallout VR. Um, Skyrim S- VR, but that's from... Skyrim, that was, that was in uh, Sony. Sony press conference. Uh, they showed off... Um, they finally revealed, confirmed... Uh, the Skyrim on the Switch uh, with Amiibo support where you can get Link But they, they, uh, they announced that a, at the Switch launch. They didn't announce it. They showed it. Um, and then No, no. It was... It let was me finish. Okay. When they announced <laughs> it uh, or when they showed it, I actually reached out to Bethesda and yeah. asked, hey, was that Skyrim? And they said, we're not talking about anything right now. So it okay. wasn't an announcement. It was just... Nintendo showed it, and things like that fall through all the time. So it was never a confirmation. This is a confirmation, oh. and it has Amiibo support. Um, they also showed off the Evil Within 2, Woo! which I thought was pretty cool. Yep, yep. Um, I love that first one to death. And Wolfenstein. And Dishonored, because it's a standalone game now. Yeah, a standalone Dishonored game, which is a really quick turnaround uh, from the last I believe one. it's going to be similar to Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Yeah, so it's going to be like a $40 title type thing. They they have said it's not going to be a full-length game. Yeah. So I'm imagining the standard Dishonored 2 was about 50 now. So I guess <laughs> it's going to be like eight. Yeah. And that's probably going to be like eight sections, maybe like very simple kind of... They probably would have already been working this beforehand. They might farm it out. So I can see them making turning this around pretty quickly because if they were working in tandem when the first game came out... Yeah, um, and then um, moving on from that, we had Sony. We had Devolver. That was a real press conference. Yes, I don't Devol- right, want to right. talk about Devolver. Yeah, that was Devolver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Devolver. Devolver wins the press conference. Devolver wins E3. Devolver did a thing, and it was weird. Yeah, but I, I don't think any announcements came out. No, there were none. <laughs> there was just weird garbage, and I loved it. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry. Just... I, it's, it's interesting to see when a company just doesn't give it. It was three hours long. Um, I mean, I I enjoyed how they took the, uh, they took the piss out of yeah. out of press conferences. Exactly what I was about to say. And I loved that. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Cody. Go ahead. No, no problem. Um, then we had, uh, Sony. Sony, and uh, I'm having a hard time finding a rundown for Sony. But it was like eight games. It was. It's not hard to run through the games. They had Spider Man, which everyone seemed to like. I don't care about Spider Man, but whatever. Days Gone, God of War. Yeah, we had Um, gameplay from Dames Gone. uh, More gameplay from Dames Gone. They had the the VR games. Dames Gone. Gone. (laughs) They had their VR games, which you had Moss. Um, Oh, yeah, you got to play Moss. Tell us a little bit about Moss. It is adorable. (laughs) I want to play. So, Moss is basically. 
mouse. Basically what the moss is, is you are a deity or some kind of spirit, and you're looking onto the world where this mouse is. You control the mouse as well with your left and thumb, right thumbstick with the X and Y type thing. Or um, square and circle. Yeah. Um, but the big thing about moss is you have this weird connection with the mouse. So the mouse will look up at you and like kind of look for you for help. And it'll kind of like give you support when you do well. And it'll try to give you ideas as you're like trying to solve a puzzle. So it'll like do hand motions to try to figure out how to do a puzzle. And you reach into the world and you can even pet the mouse and game of the show (laughs) and as you pet the mouse and have your spirit like on top of it you can feel the heart rate within the controller oh come on yes (laughs) and it'll change based on how scared it is okay that's a vr title that i would want to so as so if like you're fighting things you go to like help it you'll notice the heart rate is faster if it's calm and like just kind of having fun in the world, you know, the heartbeat's slower. You know what's really, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you, but you know what is really disappointing mm-hmm. about that in the Sony press conference? What? All the stuff that you're talking mm-hmm. about right now, that did not translate but, at all in the trailer, here's, and it couldn't. But that's yeah. the thing. And it's such a shame. But that's the thing, I was talking to the people, the developers, and they're saying they had to make a trailer that worked to sell a product, but you can't convey. Yeah. An experience in a trailer. Because it's that's, a two-day trailer. Well, I, I, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just saying that's, that's just what I said. I, I, I was going to say real quick, if Sony had not done a dumb thing, uh, not to, to speak bluntly, yeah. uh, if the, Sony had not done a dumb thing with this press conference, you could have conveyed that, yeah. which is yeah, they didn't work. just show a trailer reel. They just, like, that was that, that was all Sony's press conference was, a long trailer yeah. reel. If they had some guy say, come on stage and said, and here I am petting the mouse. That would have been an easier. Yeah. That would have been like a big moment. I, People I, would have loved that. Yeah. I think that was that was yeah. It, they definitely needed someone to be up there showing how you play the game yeah. and talking through yeah. those aspects. It just sort of felt like a bunch. Like it sort of felt like hubris on Sony's yeah. part. It's like we know we're ahead, even though the switch is actually starting to turn a lot of units. Uh, yeah. We know we're ahead right now. We're just going to show you some games. We don't have to sell you on it. Yeah. And it's like. Sure, maybe you don't, but the fact yeah. that you're assuming we just want to say we came to this theater, or you guys did, I didn't go. Mm. I watched a, I watched a Giant Bomb watch yeah. it, uh, <laughs> which was great. Um, but anyway, like the Giant Bomb, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. Um, basically, I just feel like people don't go to press conferences just to watch trailers. That's I, I, part yeah. of it. I agree with you. I I didn't want to sit in a theater think, to watch trailers. I think. Um, Sony had a bit of a stronger showing than people are giving them credit for. I disagree 100%. Uh, I know you do. Uh, but this is why I'm making this conversation. I, I think oh. that... I'm actually... I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your team. So I, don't think, I don't think it was as bad as everyone says it was. I don't think it was bad. Let me finish. Because I'm going to add next, and then I, you can talk. I think um, <laughs> Sony has had a reputation of um, you know, making the big bombshells of E3. Um, and this year they didn't do that. However, what they did was actually show progress on a lot of titles that people have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think that that is um, important for the PlayStation 4. Um, whether it was better than Microsoft or not, I feel like it really is up to preference and what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Uh, both of them lost to Nintendo, uh, I think. Uh, but... Yeah. Announcement-wise, yeah. Announcement-wise, yeah. Nintendo just... they. Mm. they rolled it out in like five minutes and they won uh but i think that um it really is uh micro they're in two different places too that's the other thing sony is 
on top, and they've been showing these games for so long, yeah. hyping these games for so long. The fact that they finally showed gameplay for Spider-Man, the fact that we finally... Well, we've, we've seen some gameplay for God of War as well, but Maybe. the fact that we finally saw that, like, huge snake... Uh, but you're not fighting world that. serpent. Yeah, that, 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 was, um, that was pretty cool. Um, but you're not fighting that. That's just, like, one of your buddies. Yeah, he's going to be... But it still looks cool. cool. It but still looks cool. But I'm, I'm going to just piggyback on what you were saying. Yeah. And I think after how many years two at least two solid years of huge announcements after yeah. announcement after announcement from Sony and not really seeing any follow up from the previous year having this year where we actually saw gameplay and or conti- extended gameplay or uh, like um, <clears throat> more basic more meat yeah. to what they already sure. talked yeah. about they needed they needed this year to do that it may not have blown everyone out of the water but it gave it kind of put a little bit more perspective in. Yes, yep. there's, these games are still alive and well. We're not just gonna stun yep. you with something that we're gonna tease and then talk about five years later. We were getting some substance. Yep. And, and, I, and all stuff of the that release dates before. that they showed were, you know, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And I and I will say this about Sony. Um, I feel like I'm between I'm between you and Brendan on this. It's like. I didn't think the press conference was all that great, but I do think the games they showed, a lot of them looked interesting outside of... I thought Detroit and Days Gone looked terrible. That's a whole conversation. However... But I think... I have always been a... Like a PS... Like three diehard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked the PS3 over the 360. That whole console generation. Um, And while I do think that there was some hubris on Sony's part, this with the way they presented everything, it's nice to see Sony in this position... Where they can just put out games and that be enough. And also, as someone who dropped a stupid amount of money on PSVR, um, they didn't just drop support for that like a hot potato. Now, there's a, like, there's been a lot of debating over whether or not those PSVR games looked good, but there were a decent smattering of them, and I was yeah. pretty excited for most of them, okay. except for Skyrim. I don't want to buy that game. Fishing. Okay, that looks Monsters great. of the Deep. My yeah, oh, monsters no, of the team. No, it's Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay, fishing, so. I'm, I'm, well, I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna throw one big problem I have with the Sunday press conference. They because of the way those trailers were cut, I wasn't sure what were VR beyond the first one that was shown. Yeah, that was a little that bit. Was, I was I was sitting there going because one of them was right. They did that first trailer going from Skyrim to side scroll, and I'm like, is this VR? Yeah, I no, don't know. Okay, okay do to their credit, to their credit, no, no, no. It, it that that was they they did have actual interstitials yeah. in between everything. But the thing is, so but that was you the first interstitial. That, yeah. But that had. was the first interstitial. We only realized that after the fact when yes. they put that when they second showed, interstitial. When they showed Bravo team. Now, yeah. someone who was watching now, someone who was watching the live stream though, or watching someone watch the live stream, there was a watermark in the corner that signified this is a PSVR uh, but game. On the screen, we didn't have. Yeah, it. of yeah, course not. Of course that. not. But like I was watching, it's like. But my reaction was, like, does this need to be a VR game? I think we're leaving out some of the bigger uh, announcements they made. Uh, there's a Shadow of the Colossus remake. They Looks also, good. Capcom uh, unveiled that a, mo- a console Monster Hunter is on its way, which is kind of a big deal. Last one was uh, Monster Hunter Try on the... No, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, Ultimate for the Wii U. Um, so this is actually the first main entry... Uh, Monster Hunter game on consoles that isn't a Nintendo console in a very long time. <clears throat> yeah, um, so that's that's pretty interesting. And then like, um, I, I do think it's interesting too that um, I think it's super interesting that now, and I know they're going to be doing different things, 
Um, the Switch has that uh, Monster Hunter XX. That's what the new one's called, yep. right? Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's coming out relatively soon. So now Nintendo and everyone else, because the Monster Hunter World was not an exclusive. It is a PC, Xbox One, PS4 release. Yeah. Um, Nintendo is now in this position again where it's like competing with other versions of the same product. A lot like the Wii days, which yeah. I miss those days of gaming a lot. So it's interesting. Nintendo is like, well... We have this Monster Hunter, and they have theirs. And it'll be really interesting to see which ones are good. I didn't mean to cut you off. Better. No, no, no. That's totally yeah. okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break one second. Um, just want to give a shout-out to Cogmento. Don't forget, if you go to Cogmento.com and type in the promo code CGMAG in all capitals, you can get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Also, the Pixels Inc. podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help find things you need to fuel your real life. <laughs> Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Oh my god, I did it! You did it! Yeah. I, I, I am so proud of you. Can you find neighbors, who, can you find neighbors though, who will tell you where to get good buns? Yeah, maybe. I think so. I know I've seen that would on be buns a, before. I know but, I have. You've seen buns? All right. On buns. This yeah. looks. This sounds like a killer app. You yeah. should get it. Buns with an S. I don't know anything about it, but you should get it. Yeah. Buns, so, buns is fantastic. Can I? Can I take something? I'm sorry. I have to take. I have to take. Um, uh, just a moment about your comment about Detroit. I'm gonna tell say that from we had an opportunity for some hands on time with Detroit where after the. Prior to the Sony mm-hmm. press conference, yeah. the game itself, the play and the like, the, the gameplay mm. itself looks a heck of a lot better than the trailer. Mm. Like a lot better I than the trailer. The trailer looked, neat. The trailer looked good, in my opinion. Yeah. I know you didn't think, think so, but actually seeing the gameplay itself, it just felt a little more fluid. It felt a little more cohesive. Mm. Than Does it play like a I David mean, Cage I, game, though? I, my problem is I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the last in this one. I love the concept of David Cage games. But they're basically just really glorified Telltale games, and I'm hoping this one isn't that case. It looked, it, it, but from up what to this I point, saw, that's what they basically been. Really, before, really good Telltale games. But did you games. sit down? Did you sit down and watch the gameplay at all? Yeah, I did. Did you play it? No. It just it felt like there was a lot more going on. To I mean, it. I'm hoping there is. I here's the thing. I I fall somewhere like it's it's, it's like the Cody and Brendan now you and Brendan. I fall in the in between of like. The I, I I guess I do agree with Brendan. It's like I like the concept of David Cage games, and I actually typically do like the way that they play. Yeah. I think that as bad and awful and garbage as Beyond Two Souls was, was the, game. the way that game controlled and the different ways it required you to use yeah. the controller were super dynamic and interesting. Mm. Um, now, the problem is, and without to like you know go into slanderous territory. David Cage is a flawed storyteller, I feel. I feel like he usually has very interesting ideas, but I also feel uh, Jim Sterling once commented that he felt like David Cage had not necessarily talked to a human being in a long time. (laughs) And I feel that way about all of his games. The dialogue always feels very unnatural. The big ideas never really pan out to Mm -hmm. anything meaningful. They're just kind of like, oh, this is a big idea. I mean, in the case of Beyond Two Souls, the big idea culminates in a this is a really terrible twist. Yeah, um, I agree with you. So I, 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 I love cyberpunk. It's like one of my, it's probably my favorite genre of science fiction. I want to like where this here's game my, is here's going. Here's the thing. 
But it's a David Cage game. I don't like those. Here's, here's my big thing. I like Anger Prophecy. Um, I like Cyberpunk games. I like this kind of storyline. But I'm, 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 I'm hard-pressed to think that this game's going to do it better than the Blade Runner uh, game from the late early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. There was a Blade Runner game? Yeah, it was a... Um, it was a like a um, adventure game, and it had branching storylines, and I think it was like twenty endings or something like that. Why have I never played this? <laughs> it's a classic. It's awesome. A Blade, okay. And and it procedurally generated the series of missions you do. Okay. So you'd like to say, I have the pet store mission. I have this mission. This mission, and it it weave a story, and that would give you a certain ending based on those things. Yeah. That is super cool. So. All right, because this is running longer than I anticipated, Let we're, going, this, to do, we'll wrap up we're going to do a Nintendo rundown, because uh, exactly. that's the last big one, and then we're all going to talk about one game we played. I already did. I, I'm good. I talked about Moss. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did too, but I want to talk about like one other game. So okay. Like, <laughs> uh, so we can, like, I can you stay cheat? true to my promise. <laughs> all right. So, Nintendo came out. Uh, they started off with, uh, well, they didn't come out. They had their live stream. Um, they started off with Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, Two. Yeah, um, too, yeah. Uh, with some actual gameplay, which mm-hmm. um, it looks really good. Pick uh, up your anime girl and hit people yeah, with her. Swing your Swing your waifu. Is, is that actually what you can do? She's your weapon. Yeah. Oh, it's that's... like that bad fairy fencer F game, but it's probably going to be good. That's actually pretty cool. Um, and you know what? Uh, the Xenoblade series, I'm so happy that it's uh, like this, like it's bigger than what it ever could have possibly been. Yeah. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say continuing the British accents. <laughs> well, there's the most important part. And, like, that was the one thing. I, I, um, I love Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one. I love the second one um, a lot. I was, uh, I actually was uh, a big supporter. Operation Rainfall, I think Rainforest, whatever. Rainfall, was, yeah. Yeah, a Rainfall. That was, um, one of the first big things I covered as a games journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've, I wanted it to come here, and I was so happy when it did British accents, and also the fact that it's back, and they have the British accents with all the characters. I love that. Are you it really looks, feeling it? Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I know sometimes a lot of people say this about me that they can't tell if I'm being sarcastic or serious, um, and that's I don't I don't know why you guys think that. You're a man of mystery. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are all rude. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so I, I really like that. Um, the gameplay looks sick. Um, the game itself just it's it's Xenoblade and Xenoblade's awesome, um, and I'm excited for that. Then after Xenoblade, they come out with um, that was uh, more Mario Odyssey, I believe. Yeah, that was the next one they showed. Yeah. Literally. Oh my God, guys! You Mario Odyssey control. looks amazing. You can take control of the dinosaur. Now I I got to play a bit of Mario Odyssey. Um, I can talk about that later if you guys think that that's more appropriate. That could be my game. That so, would be cool. That, that trailer, that, that's, well, that trailer made me cry. That's I'm not even kidding. Say, I cried. That's what we in the business call a teaser. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, I thought that uh, that that was another. You know, that's going to be the next big title. So uh, it looks great. Hold on to your pants. Hold on everyone. to your hat. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. And throw them on things and become those things. <laughs> well, I guess I guess Splatoon Two would be the next big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that looks good, but yeah. that wasn't there. Uh, but looks good though. Following uh, Mario Odyssey, we got was that the big one? It was, was we we, one? we got Pokemon first. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know the the head of uh, Pokemon company, 
Uh, yeah, Pokemon Company's like, hey, guess what? His desk and it's in like, development. And, well, he was kind of just like, oh yeah, Pokemon tournament. You know that <laughs> thing we showed off already? And everyone in the room was kind of like, oh, I thought it was going to be the thing. And he's like, oh, by the way, we're working on guess an what? RPG. Now, he hasn't said that it's a Pokemon RPG. He said he it was a core RPG. The team is working on a uh, big open world RPG. For the Switch? Yeah. But I, you oh, know it's Pokemon. Pokemon. It's Pokemon. It's the com- it's they're called the Pokemon, Pokemon Company. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to make? What are they going to make? Okay, I mean, Pokemon Sonic Com- Sonic Sonic's main games in our time. Billy Hatcher. I yeah. it, it could be a Pokemon Benton, though. Yeah. Because remember, that thing existed. Yeah. That, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm excited, though. That was, that was a pretty big deal. And then, um, Nintendo. Speaking of big deals. Okay, so a few, I think like last month, I made a tweet saying, because uh, I didn't think the uh, the other option could ever happen. I said, if Nintendo ever released an HD remaster of the uh, Metroid Prime trilogy, I yeah. would I would give a non-vital organ to have that happen. Um, and so then they're like, you, you know what? Micro, you'll, uh, well, no, over. because they didn't do that. What okay. they did instead was um, reveal that Metroid Prime 4 mm. is in the works and oh my god it's not a reboot it's not it's they're they're doing a fourth entry in uh what is arguably one of the best runs nintendo's mm. ever put out i mean i think it's arguably um, personally one of the best shooter franchises because it's so unique uh and cool. you didn't play the conduit i'm joking that was a joke oh uh, <laughs> i couldn't tell is that sarcasm <laughs> i just couldn't tell cody um but yeah <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think um, the, the Metroid Prime games are, are some of the best that the industry has to mm-hmm. offer. Now, this, I don't think it's retro. Retro is not. They've already said it's not yeah, retro. Okay, so it's not retro. They haven't revealed it. makes developer. me a little concerned. It's a new studio. Uh, but you know what? Retro was a young, upcoming studio at one point, and uh, Nintendo was like, hey, here's one of our biggest IPs. Do something with don't it. Don't mess it up. And uh, it looked like they did at first, yep. and then um, it turned out to be one of the best games on the GameCube, arguably the best game on the GameCube. Arguably. Um, and then a sequel that wasn't as good, and then one of the best games on the Wii. So. Um, and one of the only ones that had first-person motion controls that actually yep. worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, w- so. I, w- I will say, before you move on to the rest of the press conference, yep. Nintendo did also, after the press conference, and that's another new Metroid yep. game, which was the remake of Metroid 2, uh... Found out who that's developed by. I'm very tentative now. Mercury Steam? Oh. Yeah, Mercury Steam's doing it. Um, they made a Castlevania game on 3DS, and that game that was, was very bad. That was not a good game, yeah. But the trailer for this Metroid game on 3DS you have to also remember that, did like, look really good. When it comes to stuff like that, too, there's also time constraints from... Uh, publishers and stuff, and like, sure, absolutely. if we're talking about a Castlevania game, it's Konami, and I don't think Konami's very um, uh, forgiving yep. for developers and um, understanding when they say something like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we could need we can use some more time." Yeah, um, and so, so I don't know. I'm not. That's just me speculating. I, I mean, I'm buying it day one regardless. Um, I honestly am trying to remember the last time I've talked to anyone in Konami, like even a PR person, and I don't think I have. It's just I one guy probably Thursday. So that's cool. Um, oh, um, I, but most important announcement from that is that the Metroid Prime, Metroid Amiibo are happening, and the yeah. Metroid one is squishy. Did you oh. see it? It's squishy. You can squeeze it. It's oh so hot. I'm buying seven of them. 
Anyway. Anyway. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we're getting new Kirby as well. That is a uh, four-player co-op. It yeah. looks great. Is it four-player or is it just two-player? I, it's four-player. Yeah, it's four-player. Four four. That's awesome. And HD um, on Switch looks great. Yeah, Next it year. looks fun. Uh, it looks akin to... Uh, Return of Dreamland. Yeah, Return of Dreamland. Or there's that one on the, the Wii. Mm-hmm. It was really good, too. I, I thought that... that was that Return of Dreamland? That was Return of Dreamland. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of Nightmare in Dreamland, and I was like, that's a really old game. Why are you... Why are you why <laughs> also a good one, but yeah, yes. Really good. Yeah. Um, and... They showed think, new yarn... Yoshi, yeah, and Yoshi's Woolly World, and I was so happy because I love that game, and it didn't get a lot of love, and I was like, this is going to be one of those things in Nintendo's library that was like a weird one-off thing that I love, and we're never going to see any more of, yeah. and then they rolled that out today, and I lost my um, mm. uh, stuff. Yeah, It looks great. It's like a weird Paper Mario meets... Wooly world aesthetic, yeah. and yeah. I'm digging it. Did they uh, did they show anything else after that? I think that was I think that was it. That that's big. Those are the big titles. Um, I mean, so in summation, I feel like uh, this when it came to the uh, press conferences, you had the you had obviously the uh, the the develop the the publishers, um, Ubisoft. I think won in terms of what the developers showed. Um, and then I feel like for the uh, hardware manufacturers, it was kind of a tale of three, three completely different companies trying to do uh, three completely different things, and mm. both and all of them succeeding in a different way. You had Microsoft who unveiled um, the next, um, the next step in the Microsoft or the, the uh, Xbox brand. Yeah. Um, they also had to try to appeal to a more global user base. Yeah. Um, and I think in those two things, they succeeded. Um, but I still don't know if they've completely sold everyone on the Xbox One. Um, I mean, Xbox, I don't think they've sold anyone on the Xbox One X yet. So. Yeah. I mean, um, only, only then, time, I think only time's going to yeah. tell. And you know what? Uh, the cool thing about the age we live in is that you don't need E3 to do that. Yeah. Um, and then you had Sony, who came out uh, as the, the clear front runner right now, um, just kind of staying the course. This is what's coming. This is the stuff you've been waiting for. It's coming now. Yeah. Um, could they have uh, shown something that we haven't uh, seen? My I biggest think problem so. with Sony was the fact that it was like 45 minutes long. Yeah, it was a really short press conference. Um, that does have me a little bit concerned for uh, what we're going to get from them. Uh, I, I wanted said. to see a little bit more from... They have a lot of studios working on a lot of things. I would have liked to see some of what's going in the future. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, I think overall they had a strong showing. And then you have Nintendo, who uh, this is their first E3 with yeah. the Switch. Um, they really needed to show that this isn't going to be another uh, Wii U. Yeah. Another Wii U, yeah. Or like, early days of 3DS. Yeah. Those are uh, rough. They, they really needed to show that um, this is a console worth investing in, yeah. and I think they did uh, an outstanding job. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I think Nintendo, like, I I already love the Switch, and obviously the public does too. It is, I think, Nintendo's fastest selling console now. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and it also <clears throat> is one of the highest attach rates for a console ever. Yeah, yeah and people um, like people I know who own Switches are like, I know that it doesn't have the amount of games that the PS4 does right now or whatever, but I enjoy playing. Because it just has this nice tactile feel and gimmick to it. And yeah. I think that they already have a solid slate this year. They already have a bunch of games out there that I've been playing a ton of, yeah. like Disgaea and Zelda and all this cool indie stuff. And this press conference just confirmed to me. It's like, oh, you're just not going to let up. 
Yeah. You're just gonna keep hammering this, yeah. and I'm I couldn't be happier. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a very. Uh, a lot of people have been down on this E3, and I and I think um, this was probably one of the most solid ones that I've, I I can remember. There was a lot for everyone. Solid, good word. Um, there wasn't. Okay, because in, in past years there was always like the one that sold the show, yeah. and then everything else was kind of boring. This was just good throughout, and I would rather that because that just shows a stronger industry. Yeah, um, that's dude. I I appreciate I appreciate that mentality. That's yeah. absolutely true. Um, moving on from that, we've uh, we had a. Uh, you know, day one. Mm. We, we played some games. We played we some games. What would, we, what uh, we, we were we, stuck in some crowds, so what? I think what we'll do is we'll all talk about one game, uh, why we liked it, and then we're going to say goodbye, and I'm going to go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> so. And I'm going to work. Um, so, Cole. Uh, so, I would say for day one, my highlight was Total War Warhammer 2. Uh, the new game coming from Creative Assembly, the second part of the Total War Warhammer trilogy. Uh, it is stunning. The new races they've added so far, High Elves, Dark Elves, and my favorite as a, uh, as a player of the actual miniatures game, the Lizardmen are great. Uh, the little slice of gameplay that I was allowed to play was uh, against the High Elves, playing as the Lizardmen in control of a legion of dinosaurs and <laughs> all right and tons of aerial dragons and other units just to swoop down and take out all those elves it was a great uh taste of what is to come from that series and all of the new uh all of the new features specifically surrounding this vortex that is in, encompassing all of the land and everyone has ambitions to what they want to do with it uh the, the developers are definitely going places that are going to, I think, appease fans and really bring in newcomers. It sounds great. Like, even as somebody who isn't a big Warhammer, like, fan, yeah. I, that game looks really promising. It looks Man. stunning, yeah. 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 And that's why it won one of our awards. <laughs> it sure did. Um, so, for me, I talked a bit about the uh, Mario and Rabbids <clears throat> Rome, uh, Kingdom, whatever. Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle, yeah. sorry, thank you. I'm Kingdom Hearts. Rumble. Um, <laughs> Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Hearts, anyway. Yeah, uh, and I really like that, but uh, I already talked about that a bit, so I will uh, say I got to play Mario Odyssey. Um, I got to go through the, the little sand desert level. Um, oh, cool, that's the one they had the, out? The little one. Uh, they also had the, the city, but I wanted the... New I Bell? wanted to see the skull people. They look cool. Um, I thought... Uh, Wow, this could possibly be one of the most intuitive uh, Mario games uh, ever. Um, they, uh, the, the, I was talking to the head of communications for Canada, and uh, he was telling me how um, they really want to go back to that feeling of uh, the scale that came with Mario 64 and Sunshine. And he was saying, you know, Galaxy was a big game, but because of the way it was presented, it was... Um, it wasn't as, it wasn't grand. Mm -hmm. uh, this is you have a singular kingdom and all of these uh, you have a singular land and all these kingdoms are inside of it and the the kingdoms are levels and from the way it seems it's almost like it's like one big level that you can traverse and uh, I could be wrong about that. This is just what it seemed like from from my demo. Uh, it was really fun. Controls are super tight. You can do a lot with Mario and the throwing of the hat. You can take over other enemies. I can control the bullet bill. Um, 
And yeah, and the cool thing is about that too, uh, you know, when you control something, you actually like, it, it has a little Mario aesthetic. So like I controlled the little Bill, he had a hat, he had a mustache. Um, and it felt good. It was, a, it was a tight game. The controls worked. Um, I'm really excited to see more of it. That's, that's a cool way though with the hat throwing. Mm -hmm. I feel like Galaxy and Galaxy 2, which are games I thought were pretty alright. I like Galaxy 2. Super Mario Galaxy is my favorite Mario game. Yeah. Okay. That's a rare opinion. I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, actually, no. 3D World's my favorite. That We're going to get in a fight if I bring that up. <laughs> we're on a, they've all, Mario has been flirting ever since New Super Mario Brothers with this idea of power-ups that did more. Yeah. Like, be a bumblebee. Be a this. Be a that. I think the idea of just throw your hat and you're a thing yeah. is super cool and super novel and a very logical end point to mm -hmm. the different mushrooms, which were cool, but like if you think about it, it's like, well, that is kind of a convoluted system. Yeah. And no this problem. is this is cool. That looks it looks great. And it's like I had some Cronenberg like Cronenbergian body horror of like Mario <laughs> is now a human man. What does that make Mario? <laughs> Yeah, I never yeah. thought of that. that I'm gonna have to get my hands on it. That sounds really good. It's, it, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it, uh, it could be, um, a game that that will be remembered in mm -hmm. years to come. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. Um, I want to come back and talk to, about a lot of the games I saw today. I saw so many really fun games, um, but uh, I'm sure our audience would really like to hear about Life is Strange too, which <laughs> I got a chance to see today. Um. So, uh, just a little bit more from what we saw from the trailer. Uh, so, I found out that it's going to be uh, about a six to nine hour experience. Mm -hmm. It's about three episodes long that they're going to do. And we already know we're going to be playing as Chloe. We're going to be hearing more uh, of Chloe's perspective and her relationship with Rachel before Rachel's disappearance. Mm -hmm. So, this is, this is sort of filling into that gap. Um, and obviously, there's no time mechanics. So, the game plays a lot more like uh, a puzzle adventure point mm. and click kind of activity except not as point and click of course. collecting. but it's it's all about how chloe reacts to her environment interacts with her environment and the choices she makes which kind of uh create different situations for her throughout the, the gameplay experience so um it's it's gonna like i said it's going to be exploring that mm. that relationship a little bit more so it's gonna be dark and broody um and it's it, uh, i think um Sorry, I'm just looking back here to remember. Uh, Deck Nine Games took over mm. for this uh, particular installment, and they seem to, from what I, the very little I played of the original Life in, is Strange, they seem to very much capture the atmosphere of the okay. original game. Um, the look feels the same. Right. Um, we're going to be they're going to be revisiting um, uh, uh, same places that you've seen in Life is Strange, and some introducing some new areas that they're exploring. And uh, new characters and some uh, old characters are coming back. For example, uh, in the demo they showed us, we saw, um, sorry, I'm checking names here. We saw Frank Bowers. He comes oh, back cool. into it All a right. little bit. And uh, there was a whole choice scenario where he became kind of an integral part to it, which is kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, I, I want, I, I can't wait to see a little bit more from this because it, it it really uh, brought me into a greater interest in the series, which I already really was kind of cool about. But yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a, it, I think it's going to be fans of the series. I think are going to really be excited mm -hmm. by this, and they're really going to want to. Oh, pick I'm it up. 
Like, yeah, that, I, I, that was one of my favorite games last year. Yeah. Uh, and I, I adore that franchise or that one game. Yeah, and I really feel like Deck Knives not going to disappoint you guys. That's good. Like, it's, it's, it's going to, it's, they're, they're, they seem to be wanting, wanting to really play into the, they're, they're really concerned about the community and the fan base. Mm. And they, they're working really hard to make sure that they make choices in the development of the game that are not only, not alienate the the fan base that's already there, but encourage other people to become more interested in the franchise and want to go back and play more mm-hmm. with this as yeah. a prequel, which is pretty a smart choice to begin with. Instead of doing something else later on, somehow they could have manufactured some way to make a continuation story. But playing in the prequel, I think, is a good way to just sort of revitalize the series for people who you know weren't that interested at first. Sure. So, um, yeah. But I want to come back and talk about OK KO and uh, Steven Universe and this amazing game I saw by Harmonics called Drop Beat and a really great RPG uh, called Kingdom Come Deliverance. But I won't talk about that tonight. I will try to talk about it tomorrow. I'll bully my way into it if that's cool, Cody. You cool with that? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) They were great games. They're so good. Podcast got way off the rails it's really so quick. Long. It's anyway, fine. So whatever. whatever you want. <laughs> Man's E3. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, um, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, cool. I saw some games today. I played video games. Um, uh, and around 4 o'clock, Cody messaged me. He was like, hey, I can't do this appointment. Um, so and I was like, sure, where is it? And he was like, it's across the street. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go there. I went there. I had no idea what the game was. I had not heard of this game. I walked up to the people and I was like, hey, let me into the jet. They had a bunch of these Jetstream trailers uh, at their setup. And I was like, let me, can I have Cody Orr's appointment um, and work for the same magazine? They're like, yeah, sure. Uh, do, do you know what game you're doing? I'm like, no. <laughs> I sent you an email, didn't I? That uh, I didn't like, I just looked at the, because I was already late. Uh, okay. So I walked over there, and basically the guy who walked me through the set of trailers was like, yeah, this game looks really cool. It has kazoos in it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I sat down, and I played this game called Swords of Ditto. Um, I really wish we had not settled on our Best of Show Awards before <laughs> I played this game. It's really great. Um, it is by the people who did Stealth Inc. and Stealth Bastard, which are oh, games. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I games I like a lot. Um, and talking to the developer, he said the big impetus behind making this game was they always had concept first, design later, yeah, yeah. and this was like design first and then fleshing out a pre-stab, like a fleshing out uh, concept afterwards. Okay. Um, it is a procedurally generated roguelike that is also a Souls-like combat game that is also a 16-bit style Zelda game, Weird. all mashed together with a very cute Adventure Time-esque like art yeah. direction. Weird. And the basic conceit is you play as this hero who washes up on the shore in a direct deliberate reference to Link's Awakening. <laughs> um, and you go and you try to fight these dungeons and rid this island of evil and save the town. If you die, you die permanently. You start over as a new hero a few hundred years or a few <laughs> decades it just depends and then you will go find like a memorial statue mm. or you'll go find a grave um and you pick up this hero's legacy and when you like pick up when you get the sword you get the item you get like a cute little hat that shows you're the hero <laughs> um it plays really great there are puzzles there are um 
several, several, several dozen to hundreds of different variations you mm. can get on different like dungeons and map generations and whatnot, enemy spawns, etc. Um, there's local co-op, which um, the developer, um, the level designer, uh, Sam, um, he led me through. Um, I played some with him. And there's a hugging mechanic in this game. When one character dies, the other player can lift them up and hug them, and a heart goes <laughs> around them, and that revives them. And I just died, and I turned to him, and I was like, this is the game of the show because of this. Um, the local, the local um, co-op is great and really smooth. Um, and he told me that this game was like, not coming out for another year to year and a half. And I was like, yeah, it, already, it already feels super finished and polished and great. There are like Zelda style items. There's one that is a, uh, you have a boomerang, but it is a vinyl record. It can also ricochet and <laughs> catch fire. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's a roguelike Zelda. And those, two, and those two things I wouldn't think would mix as well. But there's clearly a lot of uh, love for Zelda in this franchise, uh, in this game, um, that's what that's what Sam told me. He told me that he noticed Nintendo was abandoning a lot of their old um, Zelda conceits, and he said we decided we're just going to take them back. Nice. Um, and so they're doing that. We're doing that, but they're doing something new and fresh with it. Um, one of the best games I saw uh, this entire conference so far. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's going to be great with co-op. Like I can see this game yeah. being a good time for Buddy. Um, it's, I'm so mad you got to take it, because <laughs> I, uh, I booked that appointment. They actually just announced it, um, like a week ago. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I need to get my hands on this. I'm glad that it's really good, though. It's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. It's actually funny that you'll, I'll let you go into your thing. Um, well, I, I, I'm good. I've already talked about my thing already. Oh, come on. Yeah, um, you can think of something else. Um, I, uh, I forgot to mention something from Mario, and you, you reminded me because you were talking Zelda. This this is how my train my train of thought went. Uh, you said that they that Nintendo's been abandoning their classic Zelda kind of like their, their classic style gameplay. Mm. I started thinking about a Link Between Worlds, um, and uh, sort of a mechanic from a Link Between Worlds was in Mario Odyssey, where uh, I went into a pipe, and then when I came up the pipe, I was inside the wall as a painting, and it was like a two D. Nice, section. nice. And that was uh, really cool. And there were some parts where it got really intense because. You know, there's, like, bullet bills getting shot at you in every which direction, and you, like, you can't jump out of the wall. You can only get through from the pipes. It was really cool. Um, I really liked that. Anyway. Well, I, I guess I could talk about Project Darwin, which they showed off at the Xbox conference. Yeah, what is that? It's kind of like um, if a Player Unknown and Pixar had a baby. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's a very it's that sort of the game where you have a battle arena style thing, but it's like a survival battle arena game. So you sure. have to you only have arrow bow and arrows, axes and things like that. But if you use arrows, you have to like harvest the trees to make the arrows. Yeah. And once you've made the arrows, you can fire them. But if you fire them, you no longer have the arrows. So you have to make more arrows by going to more trees. <laughs> and um, but as you go through the world and like like chop down trees and stuff. Other players can see where you've been and track you down, and they can take you out. Um, it was a neat game that you don't think would work as well as it does, but once you get into it, it's really intense. I was like one of the last two players playing, mm -hmm. and they had players playing at their studio in Montreal. 
and it, it got so intense because me and the last player were just kind of like in this last little zone they close off zones slowly as you uh just like player and yeah yeah, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there going, I'm, I, I want to make sure I beat him, but we're both sitting there with axes because there's no trees to harvest, so we're just have, like, yeah. you have to get that last hit on the axe to win. It, it was really neat. You could hunt, you could collect, like, leather, you could collect, collect wood, you could find tech stuff and get, like, special power-ups, but it was really a resource management game, um, a, a battle skill game, and a survival game all in one. And I think they, the art style also had this really unique kind of, Pixar-esque, very clean art, uh, very painterly. They said that um, Firewatch was one of their like big inspirations for the oh, art style. Yeah. So it had that kind of very clean, very simple art style, and I think it, it really worked well. It's not projected to come out till spring 2018, so a while to go. <laughs> uh, but even when I played the demo I played, it felt very polished and had that... It They've only been working on it since last September, so it's not very long. Uh, but it felt really easy to get into really easy to play and even they were saying a big thing for them was the fact that mixer allows them to kind of have um crowd interaction because it's very fun to watch this game and see how everyone's kind of going against each other yeah and so you could have crowd favorites so the fans can be like oh i love this guy and they can give you a shield to give you one little leg up against your opponent if you're kind of working the crowd the right way okay that's cool so you, you could they'd be like oh we get a health potion so you go like you suddenly get like a boost of health when you're last, last little bit of battle because you've really shown that you like you're doing what the crowd loves or you're like oh no this guy's on his last legs let's give him a bit of help and you get like a shield so you can get, take one hit without getting without dying that just kind of gives me a question yeah um y'all are gonna have to work together to answer it for me what is mixer it is everywhere at E3. <laughs> it's, it's, it was at Microsoft's press conference. They have a whole booth. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's Twitch. Yeah. It's it's Microsoft's Twitch. Do you know, did you remember Beam? That's my, what? Do you remember Beam? Yeah. That's, it's that. It's Beam. Yeah, they renamed they it. They just renamed it. Okay. It's basically, it's, it's a Twitch-like thing, but the chat will connect to the games with a special API. So if you, like, you all use a special, like, hashtag or some kind of code, it'll tell the game that enough people are voting for one thing and they it'll interact with the game that way so let's say weird okay in this game let's say you're like i really love this player you all cheer on that player it gives the player a, bo a boost that's weird okay all right or you could go the other way and like i really hate this player and cheer for the other player the other player because that guy's being a heel and mm -hmm. it, it really forces people that are streaming to kind of work the crowd yeah um but it, it, but they they mentioned that it wouldn't be like game changing. It might just allow you to have one hit of like defense. So instead of that one axe taking you down, you might have one axe hit, and then you have a chance to take them back. So you, you can't use it to like in a turn. They said they wouldn't be like tournament play or anything like that. But what it would do is it it makes for kind of a crowd interaction thing where they feel like they're getting involved in the tournament. How many players are in the arena at a single time? I think. I think there were like eight when I was playing, something along those lines. Okay, so it's a much more condensed, gladiatorial. No, I think it's not. Because really? it's, a, it's a, they said it's a two square kilometer map. Okay. And that's a all, very, it's very Hunger Gamesy. Yeah, so you yeah. Kind of, you're all hunting yourselves and you're all trying to find each other, but they might be on the other side of the map and they're just doing their thing as you're hunting over here and just kind of scrounging and like not, not upsetting anyone. But what, and you can make alliances by dropping a special little uh, marker. And so the other team can be like, oh, I'm going to 
work with you and kind of work together to get rid of the other team. But near the end, when there's only one square left and it's all like the last little bit and it's all closing in on you, you have to make a choice and it will break all alliances and you have to attack each other. Interesting. That sounds kind of cool. It was really neat. Uh, it's still early gameplay, so it's hard to see how it worked in the final. But right. From what they're showing right now, it was really exciting. And the fact that it was a small, I think they said 12-man team working on it. Wow. 10 to 12, something like that. And the fact that they are working with, trying to work with Mixer and all. Look, find ways to make the watching of the experience as fun as the playing of the experience is a really good thing. I mean, that is really cool because, like, honestly, the reason that, I like... PUBG is doing yeah. so good. The reason that like Friday Thirteenth yeah. is doing so good is those games are fun to watch. Yeah. And seeing a developer consciously acknowledge that and go, how can we work this and implement this in the actual game? Yeah. That's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, even if it's only giving like, I really love this guy. Oh, oh my God, he's he's losing. Let's find a way to like, let's rally together to find a way to make it work. I that goes a long way. Yeah. It all. It also. It really means that it's going to be more of like a a. a, a a audience interaction type thing rather than just a, a passive experience. And I think that's really neat. And I think that's a, a way streaming has to move forward than just a kind of a watch someone play Minecraft for <laughs> Yeah. But I, I those think guys make a lot of money. They do. That. They sure do. But I, I think it's nice to see them game, game developers working to find a way to get the crowd involved more than just making the crowd a passive experience. And you can still watch the Minecraft. Oh, shit. You can still watch Minecraft but if you want to um, play a game or join in a game that is allowing you to kind of do more, I think that's a good a good move on that part. Yeah. And I, I and it's as I said, it's still early, but it's a small down loadable title. But so far, it's impressive. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, so far, fun. day one seems to be shaped, which seems to be shaping up, shaped up yeah. to be uh, pretty good. Yeah. And aside from <laughs> ridiculous. Lineups, people oh my everywhere. God. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. I know that we went a little bit longer than we anticipated, but we significantly really <laughs> we really appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. Uh, for more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, where we have uh, it's mostly Lisa handling it right now. I don't have any connection. Anymore, Although I didn't so. do too much today, I will. Uh, yeah. We'll update it's been, with some really interesting stuff that we saw today. This week, we're uh, gonna, today, they'll be, you'll get a barrage of Twitter yeah, stuff. We're gonna, tomorrow. we're gonna do our best to try to like stay on top of that. Uh, you can follow us at cjmagonline.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/comicsgamemagazine. Follow me on Twitter at cody underscore orm. Cool. I don't have a Twitter, so you can just check out cgmagonline.com for all of my previews of <laughs> upcoming E3 titles. Lisa? You can follow me at, at Lisa Awesome. I'm not going to be tweeting as much because I'm handling CGM, so follow me on CGM, uh, CG Mag Online. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Fried Critic or on um, at Rocketto Punchy, either one of those. Okay, and. B526. All right, and thanks to for listening, point. and we will see you tomorrow, maybe. Good night. <laughs>